Hello neighbors, or hello internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. <laughs> I'm Zach. Zach opening up a, a brewski. By the way, have you ever tried the Broken Skull of uh, Steve Watson's IPA? Uh, it's, I don't know if we can even get that around here. No, you, you, I, it's never really been for sale around here. Well, if I find any, I will ship you guys some. That would be exciting. And then we could all review some Stone Cold Steve Austin Broken Skull IPA. But anyway, so this is episode 115. We're going to be uh, discussing JCVD. It is a movie that came out in 2008 with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And boy, that movie was a treat, I think. Um, but before we get into that, guys, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? I'm going to start off with Andy. Uh, I watched a bunch of movies this weekend. I watched uh, both Kiki's Delivery Service and Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind, both Studio Ghibli movies. Um, a real piece of shit called uh, Would You Rather. It's like kind of a horror movie. It's on Netflix. It sucks. Don't watch it. Um <laughs> Uh, I watched, I had to stay up until dawn because we watched two movies and then it was like, eh, start one more and we'll just fall asleep and go to bed, whatever. I put on The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which is a three-hour movie, and I stayed awake for the whole thing and just drank straight whiskey the whole time until 6.30 in the morning because I had to finish that movie. Like, is there a movie that has held up better in my life? I doubt it because when you're a kid and you see The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, you're like, Man, this movie's so cool. And there's like gunfights, and Clint Eastwood lights a, a, t- a, a cannon with a cigar. And then when you grow up, like you start understanding character better. And like you see that it's like a backdoor anti war movie. And the score, like uh, Morricone's score, is just outstanding. Man, it's one of the best movies ever made, period. I fucking love that movie. And um, uh, I also watched uh, Us, the uh, Jordan Peele movie. Oh. The, tra- the trailers for that movie like completely fucked that movie because I saw the trailers and I was like, oh, it's about some weird doppelgangers attacking this house. It's not about that at all. <laughs> That's like <laughs> the first act. <laughs> That's a really good movie too, though. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, and also I've been playing uh, Super Mario RPG. I've been streaming it a lot at twitch.tv slash the cliche mustache. Nice. Um, I guess since have you been completing any accelerated gamer shit? Uh, no, Mario RPG is what's next on the table. Or did we discuss, did I complete something? I don't think I did. Snatcher, did you beat that? I beat Snatcher. Didn't I say that last week, or did I not? No, I think you were talking oh, about I beat Snatcher. There you go. <laughs> Snatcher was a delight. I've, I love the story. At first, I was like, okay, I get it. It's a weird cyberpunk, weird land. Cool. But toward the end, I was like real into the story and really wanted to know where it was going. That's Kojima for you. He'll he'll go, hey, you know, cyberpunk and all that stuff. And then out of nowhere, he's like, hey, here's this fucking cool story that you could know. Yeah. And he's been long winded uh, always. Mm-hmm. Like, that didn't that didn't start with Metal Gear. I'll tell you. <laughs> I think he was uh, more at bay back then than what he is right now at Death Stranding. Because Death Stranding is like a lot of shit is like backstory and stuff. Cool. You'll see after you, you, you beat the game, if you do. No, it's, uh, I plan to do it next. I decided I needed to do something on the hit list. I couldn't just ignore it, almost. 
Anyway, Zach, what about you? Um, well, watch this movie. I, uh, I've been watching the great war on YouTube. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm up to early March, 9, 1915 now. Great stuff. Yes. Um, I, I wouldn't shut up about that series like a year ago on the show. Yeah, I, I got told about it a bunch like last year or something. You did, and then like uh, my, my friend Steve did, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'll watch it." And I just kind of I didn't get around to it. I I just subbed to the channel and didn't really get around to watching it yet. It's easy to get sucked in because you'll watch a week and then a week and then a week and then a month and then a month and then you're like, "Oh fuck, it's it's 1916 now." <laughs> well, I'm, I'm watching. I, I just went to the channel, and when I figured out that they made like a bunch of little side videos about like bios and yeah, like, just answering people's questions and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I just switched it to date from oldest and just watch every video. <laughs> so I would always, if I had a lot of time, I jump into the chronological stuff. But if I was like, you know, just heading to bed, if I was eating breakfast before work, if I was on my lunch break, I would watch, you know, um, spotlight of general uh, tanks in world war two, uh, you know, the red Baron, you know, just a short video. Yeah. Um, uh, I haven't watched this stuff yet, but I'm going to be watching some some uh, classic WCW wrestling for our show Thursday, unless something happens. Uh, no, I, but I do want to know <laughs> what episodes are they, and can you later on can you tell me the date so I could find it? Um, they're the first two episodes of uh, WCW Saturday Night in January. Okay, January. So yeah. We're, we're going to do, we're catching up with uh, that show, remember, before we continue? Yep, before we get back into Raw. So you, you guys watched the first two episodes of Raw, and now you're going to watch the first two episodes of WCW, whatever. Are you going to, like, watch the first two episodes of, like, ECW or Ring of Honor next? Or? Um, there, well, ECW doesn't have TV yet, so we can't. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you're doing it, like, based on the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Pretty much when, like, in my opinion, when uh, WWE, uh, well, not WWE, wrestling, like, boomed on TV. I want to say, yeah, like, the 90s is when things started moving with WCW, WWE, and then eventually ECW when they get up there. Um, Play-wise, play I've still been chipping away at Red Alert when I can. I, I'm really uh, fixated on finishing that before i go to do something else <laughs> so that's where i'm at with that the accelerated gamer right now um makes sense yeah i've been I'm still reading comics on the background uh i finished hulk gray uh i think last week probably after we did our show i finished it um it's a good book out of the jeff loeb tim sale uh, uh kind of comics uh, so far, I'd say it's probably like the weakest one they've done, but it's still good. Have you read the Daredevil one too? No, I don't have it. Uh, um, I'm probably gonna go get it sometime because now I kind of like Daredevil. Like I'm kind of getting into it, the comics of it anyway. Hmm. Um, I read Spider-Man Blue, but I read it a long time ago, and I don't really remember it that well. Hmm. But all the Batman stuff that he did was like excellent. So nice. That's it. Yeah, that's it for me. 
You got what about you got like about two more weeks, right? Until we hit Accelerated Gamer or next week, Andy? No, it's, it's two. We've got uh, we're gonna as soon as you talk about what you played, we'll just look at the snapshot or whatever, and we'll do that. I guess twice more, and after the fourth time, it will be that Friday when we'll record. But again, it's an edited show, so I, I hate to tell people it, it'll definitely be out this day because I, I you know. No, 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 that's not how we're gonna roll on that series. That's gonna be more in depth uh, because one, Andy is gonna be editing it, and two, we we need to play games, man. We need to get that games in our belt and. I finished another game, and I'm not going to brag too much because those games, like, the single player is, like, yeah, seven hours. another out. game. Yeah. You, another just put, put, you played the next Fear. Yeah, Fear 2. Fear 2 is cool. I like Fear 1 better. Um, I won't go to deep detail, but it's just like, oh, wow, there's a lot more jump scares in this game than, <laughs> than the first one. And I'm like, I, I hate that. I hate when games try to scare you with jump scares like too many times like i like the creepy factor and Re- i almost said resident evil one uh fear one has a lot of uh creepy factor the second one is just like wow the little girl that's chasing you in the first game she's all grown up and now she has side boob you can see all the side boobs ever and um how does a ghost grow up I don't how know. does a ghost get pregnant because that happens later in this series yeah, spoiler alert if anybody hasn't played the Fear 2. She, she, um, the story of Fear just always perplexed me. Yeah, because literally at the... I'll, I'll just let you, uh, whoever plays it, uh, experience it. But I was like, oh, that just happened. And that's the cliffhanger for Fear 3. But then... I watched you stream it for a bit, but there were there was no story stuff in it. You were just like round a corner, shoot some guys, do some stuff, shoot some guys, throw a grenade, shoot some guys. They That's were gaming. It's modern gaming. I know. I know. It. I mean, it, it seemed like he was having fun, but I was disappointed. I didn't get to see any story stuff. Yeah, saying this is modern war. This is modern gaming. There is a lot of reading in that game, which I'm going to read all the documents at the end before we talk about it on Accelerated Gamer. But they do have like short cutscenes. Be like, oh my god, you know, Alma and this secret corporate bullshit of a company is trying to create this interdimensional stuff and all that crap and do things and stuff. But all I wanted to do is just kill people in the game, and it's so fun to do that. And then the whole time, like uh, the first game, um, you learn about like someone being your mom <laughs> it like has a lot of like family ties to it and then you find out you're like you you fucking knocked up the bitch in the second game it's weird you're your own grandpa <laughs> <laughs> but uh i i've seen that i watched more star trek the next generation because best star trek ever um oh, yeah we i assume we all watched the red letter media video too right yes would Bobby. you what did you think of it? Did you like his choices or their yeah. choices? Yeah, I did, in fact. Uh, I was really happy that they didn't just have a bunch of the same choices. And um, they talked about, uh, what's the episode? Uh, Measure of a Man, I think it's called. That one's one of my favorites. So mm-hmm. I was glad to see that in there. Okay, I can't do this anymore. I was trying to do a joke with you guys that I'm like Wilson from uh, Home Improvement. But like the camera kept on slipping, so I was like moving my head to keep up my eyes to be in the camera, and my posture was getting all fucked up. But hello, here's full size me. You start doing like a joke where. It's-
<laughs> Doing a jug. I thought I locked my door there. Oh. Oh, well. If people come in and say stuff just like without giving like personal information, like it's all good. Some people like, oh, Yo, yeah. clean your damn garage. Like, I don't care. Who cares? Usually at this hour, I don't get bothered by people, but hey. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like the uh, Rich and uh, who's the other guy? Mike. Mike. Yeah, Mike's uh, picks, and I I really enjoyed it. Uh, let me let me ask you guys, Andy. What is your? I'm not gonna tell you top five because that's just putting you on the spot. But give me one of your best that would be in the, at least the top ten. Measure a man. Measure that's a man. it. Yeah, and uh, let's see. I really like. Um... <sighs> Man, no, that's a whole rabbit hole to go down. Maybe we should do our own Big Trouble Little Podcast Plus episode. We've always talked about, uh, we do every January, we do two episodes of Twilight Zone. I was going to say one day do Next Generation. Hmm. We have to pick a month for that. We have to make that an annual thing. We'll talk about that after the show. Um, I guess, Zach, have you seen Next Generation? Are you a Trekkie? No. No? no. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> so I've been dabbling, looking at wrestling just to see what storylines they're doing. Oh, God. And apparently WWE is doing Antifa storyline. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Where they're called Retribution. And the last thing I saw is that they cut up the ring and then they, like, tried to fight uh, Corey Graves and... And fucking uh, Michael Cole was like scared, and he ran away. So, <laughs> wow, they're intimidating the broadcasting team. <laughs> all, all four or six of the five foot seven guys. <laughs> but here's the funny part: like instead of just making them like a serious fucking group, um, oh, what is it? Ron Killings, our truth. Uh, he dressed up as one of the retribution guys to capture the 24 seven championship belt. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's all I'm going to talk about wrestling. If you want to hear more about it, please listen and get some, getting some color on Thursday. Yeah, there's been some interesting news stories that have broken in the past week, but <laughs> I don't really think it's, this is the proper place to bring them up. Such as Marty Jannetty making people disappear. Allegedly. Oh yeah, the Facebook thing. Yeah, we'll we'll talk <laughs> we'll talk about that on Thursday. Yeah. Other well, than that, piss off Mari Gennetti. Yeah, he'll he'll fucking kill you if you don't like it. if you make fun of his Jamaican wife or girlfriend or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's all I've been doing. Playing more games. The next on the hit list for me is Halo Reach, and uh, we definitely have some news to talk about later with Halo. First person shooter. First person shooter. First person shooter. Bye bye bye. I mean, I'm not going to talk shit, Andy, because you are beating games, but I guess I could kind of talk shit to Zach. Hey, hey, buddy, beat some games. <laughs> hey, I told you what my – I don't even have a strategy, honestly. I'm just like <laughs> I, – I have an autism about it, man. I can't. I have to do this first. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not even so much that you have to have a strategy about it. it when you beat the game, you'll, you'll have some stuff. It's just a longer game. Uh, we'll do a quick Accelerate Gamer snapshot. Uh, this week, there's only two things to add. I beat Snatcher. We decided I get a complete thing on it because there's really only a couple extra things you can do in the game, and I did them. Mm. So, whatever. Uh, nine and a half minus three and a half times the unfinished business. 
I got 6.9 hours and dubs beat fear too. That's just straight up 7.7. Cause it was on his hit list. Yep. And, uh, hopefully I'll do one JRPG. Cause I think that's my, uh, challenge game. I think. Oh. Yeah. So whatever, maybe that'll, yeah. I'll see what it's I... not sports for you. Cause you always play all them dang hockey games. eh? Yeah. Cause I think the challenge was games that we don't usually play. Whatever genre you play the least. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. What about rhythm games? Play a lot of rhythm games? Yeah. I played a lot of DJ Hero. And... All right, all right. <laughs> I like how I picked the, like, the one-hit wonder DJ Hero out of everything. All right, guys. I think we're it's time to talk some JCVD. Um, did we all watch it on Amazon Prime? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So... Andy, you brought it up on Facebook about like the subtitles didn't match what they were saying most of the time. No, I, I just wanted to look up. Um, like it's clear that it's dubbed. Like it's clear that they're speaking Belgian or French or something. Because I guess the movie is actually made in France, but it's it's in Belgium. So I, I honestly don't know what they were probably saying when it was shot. But and then it's dubbed. I hate dubbed movies. I hate them. It's just I hate seeing them talk and the, the words aren't matching it. Like if it's like a shitty old Godzilla movie or a Kung Fu movie, fine. I can I can put up with that. But I wanted I wanted to watch it in its original language and just read subtitles because I'm used to it because I watch all my hoity toity criterion bullshit. But as far as I could tell, you couldn't do it. At least not at Amazon, because Amazon you can hit up and then go to the options. And I could turn on English subtitles, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted English subtitles with the original audio. But Whatever, it's just one minor thing about the movie that irked me a little bit. It's just the dubbing seemed a little weird sometimes. But mm. I think that's probably just me. I think an average moviegoer probably wasn't bothered by it at all. Um, Zach, I'm going to ask you this question. What gravitated you towards this movie? Um, It was partially because uh, the only real Jean-Claude Van Damme movie I'd ever seen before was Street Fighter. And I didn't want to pick that. <laughs> um, and I was just like, oh, I want to pick something else. It's just interesting. And I asked both you guys, or either you guys pick a blood sport. Cause that's the one I was going to go to. And then I think, yeah, you picked or no, Andy picked blood sport, right? Yeah. I picked yep. time cop. Yeah, you picked Time Cop. So I was like, okay, okay. so I, I went to search for something else, and I wanted to try to find something a little different in his uh, filmography. And um, I saw that, and then I read the plot synopsis, and I'm like, that actually sounds kind of interesting. And then it was like, also, oh, this movie is actually rated really high for a movie he did. So I'm like, eh, let's. I, I kind of want to see this now. It sounds interesting. Oh, yeah, I just noticed it got a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah. Um so maybe cuz it's a foreign film that it, like it, it the flow felt a little weird to me. Um I think this movie is a little like arty anyway, as far as I can tell. Um I mean the whole thing kind of seemed like someone took a Guy Ritchie film and then like kicked it up an extra notch and then rubbed butter and grease all over the the camera. <laughs> Well, yeah, it got really artsy, especially, and I know we jump around a lot, but a part where, you know, near the end when Jean-Claude Van Damme is having his little fucking monologue and shit, where he's, like, crying and saying about, like, 
this is how the world is and you know we need to stop killing and shooting and stuff and i was like what what is happening it reminded me of that gag in animaniacs where someone is really like dramatic and at the bottom it flashes oscar clip yeah (laughs) it kind of felt a little oscar baby but i did like that part because i i just felt like he did a really good job in that even if that was dubbed his parts were weird because i I think they even dubbed jean-claude a few times i'm like why he can he's bilingual (laughs) but um uh yeah i really liked that scene though it just it kind of just caught me off guard um, it, it, it caught me off guard, but at the same time, it just like, I it, and this movie kind of speaks like doesn't make fun of Jean Claude Van Damme. Like they do do jabs at him, be like, "Oh, you did you know blood sport and like kickboxer and all that stuff." And then like there was that one part where he was sitting there. It was like shortly after you kind of figure out, oh, he's part of the hostages in the bank robbery. And he's sitting there in that chair, and then there's like a TV playing, and it's like an interview with him from TV where he's just saying like vapid, stupid shit in the background on that interview. And he has to sit there and listen to himself saying that stupid shit. (laughs) And you can just tell, like, God, what's wrong with me? Yeah, because it was like something stupid, like oh, you know, one plus one equals two. But what if there was you a know world? dolphins? They 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 communicate with waves. So like humans, they they also communicate with waves. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a little weird. Um, I I tuned out on it. Like I didn't even really like absorb it. I don't think. <laughs> um, I like the fact that the robbers used John claude Van Damme because, like, the cops saw him in the in the window. And they, they just ran with it. Like, oh, they think you fucking robbed the bank. Which, by the way, they said post office a lot, right? Does Is, is post office and bank the same thing in I, Belgium? I guess in Belgium it is. Like, it must be, like, a federal bank. So it's at the same place as the postal service. That, that was just context clues that I... Because they're like, he's in a post office, and then he goes in, and he's trying to withdraw money, and they're there to steal money. Mm-hmm. So it must be just a federal building. It does both or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like, my favorite character in this mo- movie is Arthur, because uh, he's like a big fan of Jean-Claude Van Damme, and he's like teaching him how to do that kick with the cigarette thing. And like, My, my favorite character is the taxi driver. <laughs> because when the bank gets robbed and she hears gunshots, she goes, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> it sounds like a goddamn alarm. And it just goes on. And on. That's what I thought it was at first. I was like, that's a weird car alarm. And then like, I, I realized what was going on after several full seconds. <laughs> and it had, they did it again later. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Jobs. I just, I, <laughs> no, because that actually brought up a scene that I kind of hated a little bit, but I understood why they put it in the movie. Like, when Jean-Claude Van Damme's in the back of the taxi, and she's like, Oh, you're a star. You're very rude. You're very rude. And she kept on fucking repeating the same fucking sentence over and over again. And I was yeah, like... I wonder if that part wasn't, like, improvised or something, because it's, it's just so stupid. It, like, I, I get the point, and it is important that she's like, Oh, you're, you're very rude. You know, I'm just going to talk to you. You can sleep if you want, but you just have to listen, and... That that's fine, but yeah, you're right. She just like says the same thing again and again. It's like settle down. I wonder if that's better in like the French, because um, 
even movies that do dubbing, even if it's like off screen, it's like where you could say whatever the hell you want if a character saying something off screen. I noticed that a lot of movies that have heavy dubbing, they still say really stupid shit when it shouldn't matter what they say because you can't see them. So you can just say whatever you want in that scene. You used to be able to dub stuff better too because uh, studios that would buy the distribution rights would redub it. And if they wanted to change something, they'd just change it. But in modern day, uh, someone's going to know, oh, they changed this, they changed that. I, I, I have a friend in Belgium. I saw the original release. I did this. We pirated it. And then they're going to get a bunch of shit. So now there's a lot of emphasis on we have to, we have to be as literal to the original interpretation of this movie as possible or else, you know, people are going to jump down our throats over it. Yeah. So they were probably like, I don't know how to translate this lady saying, shut up and listen to me. Several Like, you know how the, the Inuits have 90 different words for snow? Well, the French have 90 different words for shut up, listen to me. You're a coward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. We didn't even really talk about like what the, how the movie started. <laughs> like we're like, the whole plot of this movie is basically Jean Claude Van Damme is it, it, he's playing himself in a fictional alternate universe or whatever, and like he's kind of down on his luck and he just lost custody of his kid and stuff and he's going back home. He's going back to Belgium. And fucking Steven Seagal just took the movie he was going to get. Cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's going back there to kind of like crash and, you know, get, get back with his family and recover, you know, and then maybe bounce back. And he's going to the bank to get some money because he has to pay his lawyer. <laughs> and he gets caught up in a bank robbery. Yeah, which, plot. which, by the way, shitty thing for the agent and like the attorney to do. Like, oh, we don't like what the ethics that John Claude Van is doing because he's robbing a bank. Well, he, they think he's robbing a bank. So we're going to cut ties with him and everything and drop the case. And I was like, wow, what as a, I get why they did it. But it's like at the same time, like you're my fucking attorney. Fuck off. Well, they did it probably because he did, in fact, extort the Belgian government for money <laughs> <laughs> that they then sent to his lawyer. They're probably like, oh, shit, this is extorted money. We got to wash our hands of this. <laughs> By the way, did you see that little smirk that John Claude Van Damme did after he extorted the money? He like did that stupid little smirk, right when, yeah, he's like, "I got him," you know, like I'm in the clear now, paying my attorney. I don't have to do that shit. And I guess, yeah. and I guess another thing to bring up the <laughs> the whole the whole part when he gets inside to the, inside the bank, he's like, "I need to go in. I need to transfer some money. That's all I have to do." And he's like, "The computers are down." And then he goes in, and then the lady's like, we have no money. And, like, he fucking flips the fuck out. And I, I like how he flipped the fuck out. It's just like, I need my fucking money. I had no sleep. And then all of a sudden, they just like, fuck this. We're just going to draw guns on you. And uh, that scene was okay. What do you think of the receded hairline fucking villain guy? The, the crazy guy. Yeah. Um... He was, uh, it's like the three robbers had very different personalities from one another. Mm -hmm. Uh, that guy was like the fucking psychopath. He was basically the really unstable element of that group. And then you had the, the big guy who was kind of like, he seemed like he was trying to actually think about what they're going to do next and well, how they can get out of there in one piece. 
did I read it right? Was the fat guy the the leader kind of thing? Um, yes. And then the the receding hairline guy that you, as you call him, <laughs> was starting to challenge his uh, his leadership. And then there was a uh, Arthur who was just the fan. <laughs> That's why I liked Arthur. Arthur was uh, very funny to watch. Uh, I love the interaction with the receding hairline and Arthur guy because he's like, "Oh no, I ain't fucking moving. I ain't fucking. Now I'm gonna go." <laughs> like, yeah, even in the even in the dubbing, he had some pretty good lines there. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Andy, what about you? What do you think about the bad guys? Um, I, they they were all right. Honestly, uh, I I kept getting confused about um, their their actual hierarchy. Like for the longest time, I was confused about who was actually in charge. Uh, but w- once I actually was, it helped a lot. But uh, they were all you know they were all pretty good. They were all right. I feel like some of that was lost in the translation. <laughs> Literally, is it? At first, I thought the the balding guy was the leader because he says a few things like oh if you're gonna be the leader you need to have some balls and shit like that <laughs> like it like it, it was it was a little confusing but I'm, I'm gonna blame that on the questionable uh dubbing translation and whatnot what about the part where like you know he's john claude van damme and he's like i've never seen the fucking movies i don't care <laughs> like I, I thought that was funny uh, I guess I want to bring up the hostages themselves. Like the only ones you kind of know about and care about is the mother and a child. Really? Uh, yeah, and then the other ones are just like sweatshirt guy. Yeah, they're Your all. Arthur's like you're you're forty years old. You're wearing a sweatshirt. Yeah, that was <laughs> What's weird. Wrong with you? I was like, you can't wear a sweatshirt when you're an adult. What are you talking about? No, you need to quit wearing fucking bullshit shirts like Iron Maiden shirts and sweatshirts and shit. <laughs> You're a fucking adult now. It was a weird thing for him to zero in on, but I'm sure it's a cultural thing. Yeah, but all all the all the hostages were just props, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the scene where uh, he's like, "Do you have a cigarette?" I'll kick the cigarette out of the guy's face or out of his mouth, like in the movies. And, it's, and then he actually doesn't. It's really cool. And then he tries, and it's like real pretty. Oh, he's gonna kick him in the face. And it's funny. It is funny. It's a little funny. <laughs> Uh, what did you guys think of the commissioner? Or was I, I don't know what rank he was, but he was a high-ranking police officer. The guy who's in charge across the street. Yeah. I, I, I wish they'd have given him more to do. Like It kept seeming like something really interesting was going to happen, and all he really does the whole movie is like worry and not get any shit done. That doctor was fucking jacked, by the way. Compared to him, yeah, that was weird. I remember thinking that too. Like, is this a, is this like an action movie guy that that Van Damme owed a favor to? It's like, I'll get you a, a job in my next movie. <laughs> I like that. The by the way, that took that took place like across from a, a video rental store. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of fun just looking in the background at all the cool video shit. They had a, a cardboard standee for Mars Attacks. That's hilarious. Yeah, and by the way, like I I like the scene where. <laughs> The uh, the commissioner guy and uh, I think the SWAT guy uh, like they're fighting inside the where the X-rated movies are. I thought that was hilarious. Like all the fucking porn videos were just on the, on the wall and they were just having like a discussion. Like there's a fucking kid in there. We can't just go in there shooting people. And um, that's where they take his parents to talk to him too. Is back to the, the little the little porn porn area. Yeah. Um. Were those his real parents? I wondered. 
Do you guys I was know? wondering. I was wondering that too, but I couldn't really find anything about mm-hmm. that. I looked at the IMDb page for it, and all the credited roles are like in Belgium, Belgian, and uh, I don't read that, so I don't know what I'm looking at. Or French, maybe. I guess they're pretty close. They're pretty close to each other. The the crowd chants were weird, by the way. There was one uh, chant that was like. This is way too dubbed for for a crowd to be chanting this. I forgot what it it was like. Go away or something like that or something. One of them was like, "Tell us what's going on" or something. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what's going on. Yeah. Tell us what's going on. What the fuck. Um. Yeah. Um. This movie is really forgettable. Um. If this was on like a Saturday morning, I'd be like. Oh, it's okay to watch but like i'm never gonna strive to go see this movie um probably because you know john claude dan john claude van damme will always be a b-rated uh actor ever um it must be said though at least in my opinion he's the best part of this movie yeah oh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah he, he's like a lot of fun uh in every scene he's like you can like, he he does a good job acting in this movie and I want to say, like, for him, because he's an action star or whatever, no, he does a good job. Like, he deserves props. Like, he, he uh, it's not perfect. He's not, you know, he, he's not going to win any awards for this role. But he does a really good job in this movie. He's really entertaining. There's a couple parts where I laughed out loud. Um, the few times he did action was really cool. My favorite scene in the entire goddamn movie is the intro. The, the, the one shot of like they're shooting a movie and he's like in a war zone and he's doing all this stuff and it's playing that great song that great soul song mm-hmm. and it's all one shot and it looks great i love that part at first i was like oh this movie's gonna kick ass but it was kind of downhill from there action wise yeah um they kind of do some shade by the way what was the part where you know the hostages were coming out and like the fat guy is holding John Claude Van Damme, and like he... oh, and they do like the the movie version and then the realistic version. Yeah, That's another part I liked. I wish it. I wish they had experimented with that more. I think the movie would have been more entertaining if they deviated like that a bunch of times. I I, I quickly was like, oh, he's you know thinking about this in his head because like he does like a roundhouse kick to the guy, and like the cop is like all excited, giving him high fives. Yeah, he's, he's like putting his hands in the air and the crowd's cheering. Yeah, and then like you see the actual scene where he does, you know, elbow the fat guy, but then like the cops just like <laughs> arrest him and throw him in a car and that's it, he's gone. Yeah, they, they should have done that throughout the movie. It would have been cool, like, uh, you, you get on the phone and then like does that weird film thing and he, he says something that is like, like the, the cop like remembered something or... He's quoting his movie or something he read in the paper, and it's like a back backwards way of telling him, "Oh, I'm being held hostage. There's just many people over here. This is going on." And then they show the real version. It's just him, like trying not to get shot. Yeah. Like, you know, it'd be really funny. Like, if we didn't know a lot about Jean Claude Van Damme, like we know he does karate and all that stuff, but like, imagine in this movie, like Jean Claude Van Damme is just like a. Uh, you know, they made him more of a scaredy pants kind of person in the actual real life, but like in his mind, he's thinking himself as an action star, uh, robbing you know, help robbing the bank, kinda. Even though he's still a hostage, like he would do all those kickings and stuff, but like he's actually just like, man, I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm here. Like, what am I supposed to do? 
and I also like that this movie points out like maybe John Claude Van Damme can do other things besides action. And like the movie just goes, nah, <laughs> like you're always going to be that kicky and punchy guy. Just embrace it. Um, what else do we have to say? It was a real, um, by the way, John Claude Van Damme movies are all so far that we watch are about an hour and a half. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, I kind of like that. Um, oh, there's too many movies that are over two hours now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate that. I honestly, I love it when a movie's like two hours or less now. When it's 90 minutes, I'm like, oh my god, yes, it's so refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have time to do something else this evening, yeah. Yeah, because like when we do our long movies that we usually watch, it's like, oh man, this is. I think there was one movie where we watched like two hours and thirty minutes. I, I think it was Tinker, uh, the spy movie. Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Yeah, that one. I think that was like over. Yeah, I think that was over two hours. I think. I don't remember that. I don't even feel like I've seen that movie. Yeah, you, we we've watched it. We did a podcast about it. Are you sure? No, I'm just kidding. He's like, no, I fucking deleted it from his memory, apparently. Mandela. It, was, it was the other me. I have a twin. Mandela effect. We, we, each, we each watch every other movie. <laughs> um, That's one that Randy watched. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing else to say unless you guys have anything to bring up, but I'm going to give this a, a extra light recommendation. I, uh, I say put it on. Enjoy the hell out of that first scene. And then give it a little time, and you'll know whether or not you're going to like it in the first less than 20 minutes. If, if you're not feeling it, feel free to shut it off. No big deal. Go watch, like, a, a big, dumb action movie or go watch a, a better, you know, drama with with action in it. Go watch, like, I don't know, Creed or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, you'll know. You'll know in 20 minutes. And, like I said, that, that – very first scene is is I highly recommend that. That first scene is really well choreographed. I like it a lot. I wanted to see that movie more than the movie itself. Right? <laughs> I also like he's like bitching at the director who doesn't speak English or French or whatever. So the translator's there and he says a bunch of shit and then the translator spits it back at Jean-Claude but it's like not what he said at all. <laughs> Well, it's funny because he's like, what does he think this is, a Citizen Kane movie? Yeah, we're not making Citizen Kane. Yeah. Uh, But also that director looked like he was fucking bored out of his mind. Well, fuck that director anyway. Uh, Zach, what about you? you What's your level of recommendation for this movie? Um, I like it, and I would recommend it on the grounds of it's kind of like a a weird movie. Yeah. I know that sounds really vague. Like, what's a weird movie? This is a weird movie. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of shades that you could, you know, cover with weird. Because uh, it's like a movie where Jean Claude Van Damme is playing himself in uh, like a self-contained, like a vacuum kind of a uh, universe, so to speak. <laughs> like it's real life, wanna, but it's not. It made me want to check out Jean Claude Van Johnson. You remember that Amazon Prime show? I saw that like right after that. Like on the on the uh, recommended, like oh, so you look at you know what else I saw a Frank Stallone movie. We keep joking about fucking Frank Stallone, and he showed up in my recommendations. Yeah, Frank Stallone. But uh, um, Andy mentioned something about how like oh, this movie looks kind of arty sometimes. Apparently, the director uh, 
my broke L uh, Mercy, I, I guess. I probably fucking butchered his name. Yeah, he's like uh, French Tunisian or something. Yeah, he was apparently influenced by Jean Luc Goddard. So that, that makes right. a ton of sense. That's probably why it's how it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of like this, and uh, I think uh, Van Dam did a good job in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know. Out of all the movies we've seen, I like this one the best so far. <laughs> really, out of Time Cop and uh, fucking Bloodsport. Yeah. Okay. I guess we're gonna have a lot to debate about soon, but we got one more movie to watch, and uh, because it was in our promo of Jean Claude Van Damme dancing, uh, we're gonna put Kickboxer as the fourth movie for Jean Claude Van Damme month. Um, I, I do want to note real quick. I do like this enough that I do want to try to track it down in French and fucking watch it instead of the dub. I'll bet it's better. I'm curious to see how it, it holds up in the original language. I wish uh, one thing I really wish they change about it though is the whole movie has that like brown filter over it, and well, it came out in 2008. I know. I just I got <laughs> so tired of it. I was like, did they shoot this in Unreal Engine or what the fuck? <laughs> shot in Unreal Engine, man. The late 2000s was like the the fucking time for brown grayscale. They should have used it for like flashbacks or or everything that takes place in one location, but instead it's the whole fucking movie. I hate it, man. Something about movies in the 2000s, the color grading, it's always like that shit, or if it's like a fucking horror movie, they always want to do that green, that weird blue green. I fucking hate that. Yeah, that you, you, so use much. it for a few scenes or use it for a dream sequence or something like that. It's fine, but don't do the whole goddamn movie like that. By the way, one ran, more ran over. <laughs> one more thing about the movie. The daughter, by the way. Like yeah. I like how they dubbed her in the court. It's like, do you want to live with dad? And she's like, No, I do not want to live with dad. Why? <laughs> like, because everybody makes fun of me when they see my dad on TV. I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking brutal. And he's like, Jean-Claude's there in his fucking chair, and he's just like <laughs> he's like just thoroughly humiliated. And and uh For a dumb reason too. <laughs> and this uh I don't know, I'm not knocking on John Claude Van Damme, but I'm kinda am a little bit, but like when his daughter shows up at the, the prison to like see him and shit, like he had a weird reaction a little bit. Like he stared at the child for I want to say a good ten seconds of like I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you for talking shit about me, and then he like breaks and he's like you know he goes to, into acting mode and he's like oh you know hello and then c- cut the fucking credits and that's it. <laughs> I think he just it was just he was shocked. I think you read into that that you wanted to beat the child's ass. You you wanted that maybe. <laughs> Fucking little girl, you get fucking just like he, uh, Arthur kicked the guy in the face, just kicked that child in the face. By the way, fuck that lawyer who was like saying, like, look at all this shit he does in all his movies. He fucking whips people's asses, he runs over them with cars. I'm like, it's, it's fucking job, it's <laughs> movies. <laughs> what the hell? He doesn't do that for real, he's an actor, huh? Honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, remember, Kickboxer, next movie, watch it, come back, we'll discuss it. And I guess we'll talk about news that matter to us a little bit, maybe. Uh, It matters more to me, I think, than to these guys. But Halo Infinite has been delayed until 2021. 
a lot of people are uh, who complained about the graphics and stuff, and apparently there's other things that they need to polish up. And I guess so, but then like I'm thinking about it, like what am I going to be playing up on my Series X? <laughs> like that's the only launch title that I think that I. I was going to ask that too. Like, so now what will be on there? Yeah. Microsoft has a lot of things to do, and they did damage control today by giving us a breadcrumb of what the fans were, you know, crying and yelling about, including me. And it, that is, when's the console coming out? What's the price? And what date? And when can we pre-order? <laughs> so I guess they were like, oh, since we're delaying Halo, maybe we should give them one thing. And they just uh, announced it through one of the uh executives from xbox and said hey it's coming out in november that's it see you guys later <laughs> so i'm still gonna buy a series x on day one uh even though a lot of people are making fun of it especially sony fanboys but i'm like at the same time what is sony playstation 5's launch titles uh spider-man the miles morales dlc that uh is coming out so Gaming is going to be weird in the holiday because I think it's going to be the battle of the uh, who the battle of the triple A games uh, that get timed exclusives. And I think Sony's going to win that, in my opinion, because apparently there's some big titles that are going to be getting bought up. Uh, a lot of talks about Final Fantasy getting a one year exclusive with Sony again. Um, I'm guessing the new Final Fantasy or whatever new Final Fantasy game coming out. Um, yeah, it's, it, COVID really fucking messed up a lot of shit during 2020, and, uh, fuck you, COVID, that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, I don't know what else to talk about, that was my only big news I had. Bioshock 4, apparently, um, job listings are opening up, so if you're a fan of Bioshock, Bioshock is another thing as well. Oh, I guess we could talk about because we forgot to talk about it last week. So Disney Plus is messing around with the idea of bringing new movies to the streaming platform. Yeah, Mulan. And they're testing Mulan at $30 upon the Disney Plus subscription. And I have nope. to go with a hard no on that. Way too much. What? They, they want to be like, oh, but you might, if you watch that with someone and you go to movie theater, you might spend that much. Yeah, that's a movie theater. I'm paying for the experience. I'm paying for a massive screen and surround sound. And, and a, you know, obviously the snacks cost a fortune, but the ability to get snacks or, or at some places, even like a meal or a cocktail or something, that's what I'm paying for, you idiots. <laughs> you can't charge me $30 at home for a movie. I mean, you can if you're giving me a nice collector's edition Blu-ray with 4K and 3D and shit. But otherwise, suck my dick. Agreed. If they're going to do this shit, they need to charge just ticket price mm -hmm. because it's a rental. It's basically you're renting a brand new movie that's not you don't own it. Right. It's not for ownership. So don't charge what is essentially going out and buying a physical copy at a fucking Best Buy. Like 20 seems to be, people were starting to get to the point where 20 was okay if I was buying it they did it with uh sonic the hedgehog and trolls 2 and a couple other things and like made made some real money like they got some real numbers because obviously the theaters were shutting down and people wanted to see sonic and trolls 2 their kids wanted to see sonic and trolls 2 and that did okay for 
uh, Universal? I don't know. Whoever. Whoever had those movies. And they did some other stuff, too. And it had, like, middling numbers. And now Disney's like, well, I guess we're going to try it. $30. Nope, wrong. You did it wrong. If they'd have made it, like, 10 or 15 they would have slayed, I'll bet. Mm. If, it was, if it was 10 I would have done it. But think about I this. Thought, I want to yeah. see that movie. Yeah. It, think about this, though. Like, you're paying $30. And whoever does that, I'm... And if you're doing this just to be like, oh, you know, people are uh, doing it because, you know, political reasons. Fuck you, dude. It's $30. A Blu-ray a, 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 a Blu-ray would be $25. And what I mean by political, and I don't want to get into it, it's just like, oh, she's an Asian woman. You, you hate Asians pretty much. That's why you're oh, not. Oh, you mean oh has anyone even said that? That's not That's not an argument I've heard yet. Well, Probably just the twelve idiots on Twitter that would always bring that up. Yeah, and... I mean the same ones who always bring it up, and we we've we've pretty much come to a conclusion as a culture to to start ignoring them finally. Mm-hmm. And like, you're gonna have these people that are are gonna buy it just to be like, we have to fight the oppressive. And I'm like, it's thirty dollars. A fucking Blu-ray copy is like what twenty five dollars at most. Uh, it depends on who, what it is. Uh, Disney movies usually always come out at thirty dollars price points in a physical yeah. release. So that's why I said that earlier. Yeah, so that makes no sense because if I'm just renting the fucking movie for thirty dollars, I just might as well just wait the extra month until it becomes an actual Blu-ray where I get to keep it. What insensitive yeah. am, am I gonna have to get this movie? Ooh, I get to watch Mulan a month early. Fuck that noise. And apparently they're like beta testing this just to see if they could do more movies like that because the Black Widow <coughs> movie is supposed to come out. Oh, so that's right. They're going to like hold it hostage and they're going to say, oh, Mulan has to be a success or we're not going to release Black Widow this way. So a bunch of dum-dums will be like, well, i got to get Mulan because I'm going to see Black Widow. Mm-hmm. My, my entire life and identity is predicated on Marvel movies. <laughs> We still have people than them have tried to hold the Black Widow hostage. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, we w- before we were keen of the idea of streaming sites going, you know, getting this. But like Disney is being too fucking greedy. And I the only reason why I think they're greedy now is because they had to shut down their fucking uh, uh Park. Par- parks for a couple of months and shit, and I think they're like, "Oh, we're running out of money." Fuck you. Yeah, they're hemorrhaging fucking money, and this is probably them thinking they can recoup it by charging thirty fucking dollars for a rental. <laughs> Fuck their shit. <laughs> uh, another news: Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven had another video package. Uh, is sh- by the way, did you know that Keanu Reeves' character is a like member oh, of a band? Oh yeah. Yeah, and they showed off the music of it. They had some screen. Yeah, he's like, I, I was looking at it a little bit, and it seems to be like a really interesting backstory to him. I like it. Hmm. Um, Avengers beta came out, and it's half and half. People hate the the little loot system that they got going on, but then the graphics and everything else look good. So I guess we'll see uh, when that game fully comes out. Uh, that is it, everybody. I think I don't have any other news besides, if you even care, Dr. Disrespect uh, went on YouTube and got over, like, 500,000 viewers and apparently still doesn't know why he got banned at Twitch. They didn't give him a reason yet. 
and a lot of speculations is that because of Mixer, uh, you know, going out of business, they just found a way to ban Dr. Disrespect to get out of the contract that they paid him for, which kind of makes a little more sense day, day by day when they're not telling what's going on. So, or maybe legal is involved. Who cares? Other than that, you guys have anything before we sign off? No. Uh, Baba Booey. No, I don't have anything. Baba Booey and the Sound of Silence. Anyway, if you want to catch more of Big Trouble Little Podcast or Getting Some Color or The Nemesis Project, make sure you go on Nerd Review Network uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and also where we upload all our videos that gets distributed to all of those sites on Red Circle. Um, also, um, Andy, where do you stream your video games? Twitch.tv slash the cliche mustache. I stream there several times a week now. So, you know, come watch. Sweet. Zach, I know I say this every week, but any plans to stream on your YouTube? Not yet. Okay. It's there. Link's there. <laughs> I'm on twitch.tv slash Joe Dubs 35. If you want to catch, uh, you know, me playing my hit list or anything with Accelerated Gamer, uh, keep an eye out on that. Uh, that's all I have right now. Until next time, everybody. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Bye.